Hell no, we won't go. Hell no, we won't go. Hell no, we won't go. I remember hearing that as a boy in the uh, 60s protesting the Vietnam War, and, and it basically sums up the uh, this last of my uh, introduction programs regarding why people don't want to go on a cruise. And summed up in about 30 seconds, it is that people that will never go on a cruise are the ones that have uh, done the same thing that they've always done throughout their whole life and will never change. And those are the people, like here in Southern California, who travel out to the Colorado River in their favorite little spot and drink their favorite little beer for the last 40 years and will not change and will not spend money for extra places to sleep or types of food to eat. It is just what they do. There is another type of person who is the kind who will not travel over 20 miles in order to um, enjoy a vacation. They're just set in their ways and they really don't know any better. I guess I could probably finish the, uh, the podcast right there. And there's nothing that I'm going to do or say that will change these people to enjoy a different type of, of lifestyle in order to go out and see some spectacular sights, see some destinations that are out of this world, and see some and meet some people that could change their life for the better by the very fact that they are such extraordinary people, so many wonderful people on ships, whether it's the, the service that comes and helps you at a moment's notice, whether it's the people you're sitting near at tables in the main dining room, or if you feel adventurous, you can sit at a table of eight if you're a couple and and learn about people who live, you know, far across the country, far across the world, what they do and, you know, how they live. But if you're only just going to do what you've always done, then Frank Herbert has said, uh, the clear, safe path leads ever to stagnation. That is kind of a sadness, because if you always do what you've always done, you will always get done what you have always did. I, I just, uh, I am amazed having grown up in a situation where there were so much adventure, so many sights that I've seen and that have has sensitized me to a, a wonderful life where you can see the green on the hills. You can watch the water going down the moss-covered side of a path that you're hiking. You can see glaciers and climb up them and and slide down them with a, a like a Maddox-looking thing called an ice axe. You can stand on the top of mountains and look across almost a hundred miles and just see so many wonderful things. It's it's amazing that someone would not want to go out on a ship to learn about the different layers that you can look at in the earth and enjoy relaxing and just being apart. Whether it's an excursion cruise where you're you're right there in in the places that you're visiting, or it's a luxury type cruise, you know, on the other end of the spectrum where you're you're as pampered as you particularly want to be, and you can have any level of social interaction that you desire. It's a sadness to me that people wouldn't want to go on a river cruise, say down the Danube, 
It may not be blue, but it is the Danube. The ancient civilizations that you can see, whether it's the Nile or the Mekong. Beautiful, beautiful destinations, all there for just the money of being able to board a ship with your suitcase and your willingness to to look and see what's beyond everything that you've already done before. With that, I'm just going to say thank you for listening to this introduction, and I hope that you will look forward to my next set of essays, which will be regarding the ability to plan a cruise and what you should look for in order to find the best cruise that might be possible for you. In the meantime, remember the words of Hans Christian Andersen, the last part of a poem that states, To travel is to live, from the swaying seas to the sifting sands to the starry sky. This is the Corals and Coriolis podcast. Farewell for now.